Hey, we get it. You don't want to be hearing a progressive commercial right now. So let us tell you something you do want to hear. No one is funnier than you. People laugh just thinking about the things you've said. I'm laughing at one of them right now. Coworkers repeat your jokes at the office, but they're never as good as when you tell them and shame on them for trying. There. Don't you feel better? You'll also feel better knowing you could save when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Although I'm sure you'd have a funnier way to say that. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Inside Line Formula One podcast. Guys, I know we've been away a while, two weeks, three weeks, um, but we're back in action. Thank you so much for being patient and thank you for sending us those we miss you messages. That was so sweet. <laughs> yes, and we actually have a lot to bring to you this week. Can you imagine we're going to be making up for those two or three weeks that we missed? I actually lost count. And uh, the first, of course, is the assurance that we will now go back to being available every single week on iTunes and on Audio Boom. So you're going to catch the second half of the Formula One season and then the winter after with us on the Inside Line Formula One podcast. And in this week's episode, we will figure what the drivers are actually up to in the summer, which is obviously coming to an end in a few days' time, and how Red Bull Racing is actually supporting Sebastian Vettel in the Drivers' Championship battle with Lewis Hamilton. We'll also try and look forward to the second half of the 2017 season. Kunal, I can't believe we're already halfway through it. Yes, we are halfway through the second half of the season and we're almost 150,000 listens this season. So thank you very much wow. for your oh, listens. That's amazing. And uh, of course, in this episode, there will be a few McLaren Honda jokes as well. How can we do without them? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> and in one of our first since a while or you know, one of our firsts, actually, we have got a bite from one of our avid listeners Lucian. So he shares his interesting numerical perspective on Ferrari's decision to use team orders in Hungary. Yes, so in this whole Vettel versus Hamilton battle, Red Bull Racing and specifically Helmut Marko and Christian Orner have come out specifically in support for Vettel. And basically they're saying that he'll only get faster and more focused as the season comes to a close. And Kunal, they know him well. <laughs> And in Lewis Hamilton's case, the only one who keeps talking in his support is his official spokesperson, Toto Wolff. <laughs> <laughs> and all those hundred Hamilton fans out there. <laughs> Hundreds of them, actually. Yes, I think McLaren should speak up for Lewis Hamilton, just like Red Bull Racing has been speaking up for Sebastian Vettel. Although we know that McLaren have a few issues of their own to sort out yet. <laughs> in Vettel's case, I'm wondering if Red Bull Racing is trying to you know, take some credit about him being their prodigy and all of that. <laughs> but all of this aside, interestingly, the news this summer is that Vettel only wants a one-year deal with Ferrari. Yeah, I think that makes sense because uh, he wants to keep the pressure on the Scuderia. And that is possibly the right thing to do. That's probably what he's learned from Alonso's last stint with the Scuderia. <laughs> or maybe he wants to do what Michael Schumacher did, you know, move to Mercedes and then go and try and win with them. That's interesting. And that would actually be something that Michael Schumacher's dream would have been. So it would be like baby Shumi living Schumacher's dream. And it could be a touching tribute and a gesture. And of course, I get all emotional when yeah, these things happen. Yeah, look at you. <laughs> And uh, talking of Michael Schumacher, there's rumours that his son Mick 
uh, we'll do a few demonstration laps at the upcoming Belgian Grand Prix at the Spa Francorchamps. And uh, this would be in his father's maiden race winning Benetton racing car. So from what I read, it's been 20 years since Schumacher's first Formula One win. Wow. It's also somewhat telling, Kunal, that Schumacher's first ever win in Formula One was at one of the sport's toughest and most exquisite circuits. I know it's your favorite circuit. <laughs> <laughs> Although I'm not sure if it's 20 or 25, but either way, you guys get the sentiment. <laughs> we leave the math to the statistic, guys. <laughs> and uh, this is where I'd love to do a quick look back at Hungary. And here's uh, Lucien tuning in, giving us a numerical perspective on Ferrari's team orders. Hi, Kunal and Mithila. Lucien Byfield from South Australia here. Now, given the mixed reactions regarding the team orders that Ferrari have been employing this year by clearly orchestrating pit stop strategy to ensure Sebastian Vettel wins when Kimi is in a good position, it is very interesting to note the points table when reflecting on the Monaco and Hungary race results. A win gives seven more points than the second place getter, and with Sebastian winning both of those races, instead of Kimi, he gained 14 points. And how much does he lead the championship by now? You got it, 14 points. Without those points, Sebastian and Lewis would be tied on equal points. You can criticise Ferrari all you want, and I don't like team orders, but this is how you win a title. Thank you so much for that, Lucien. We will hope to see you in Australia someday. I promise you that. And uh, so Toto Wolff believes that Ferrari couldn't show their real pace in Hungary due to Vettel steering issues, of course. Uh, but I think where Wolff is probably missing the point is that Ferrari did show some real talent in the wings in the test after the Hungarian Grand Prix. Charles Leclerc, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> well, he's absolutely been the talk of the F2 season. And thanks to social media, he's probably going to be the next high-profile debut in Formula 1. I really hope it's soon enough. In fact, Kimi Raikkonen, of all people, Kimi Raikkonen had some great things to say about him. And we know that Kimi Raikkonen doesn't say much. <laughs> <laughs> and for you, anything that Raikkonen says or does is gospel truth. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and uh, not surprisingly, Sauber have already shown interest in putting Leclerc in the car. And I'm sure they'll send a discount request invoice to Ferrari on their power unit bill for next season. Now that, <laughs> now that they're sticking to Ferrari and not moving to Honda. <laughs> so, uh, Marcus Ericsson has anyway said that he wants to be in a faster car. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. You know, he should have actually asked for a slower teammate. <laughs> <laughs> Pascal Verlein has demolished him this season, at least till now. Yes, Verlein, as I think he's turning out to be the rookie that Mercedes has forgotten yet. And um, anyway, on Ericsson, I wonder how he thinks he can get into a faster car without paying a few millions for it. And we know probably he can afford it. Kevin Magnussen, congratulations. So he's been handed his first second season. Basically, for the first time, he has a second season with the same team. <laughs> and so basically, when he was confirmed for a second season at Haas, he said that he wants to focus on his racing. <laughs> I wonder what he was trying to focus on up until now anyway. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, right? And as per Hulkenberg, actually, he was focusing on being Max Verstappen. <laughs> <laughs> I really loved that comment. And uh, maybe Kevin Magnussen was focusing on food because somewhere he turned around and said that Indian food is his favorite. And let me tell you, there's yet another driver who'd like, who I'd like to mention who loves his Indian food. That's Adrian Suttle. 
and I have actually lost count on the number of mango lassies or smoothies we've had while he used to travel to India for Force <laughs> India related work. Oh yeah, you have like inside access on that. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, Magnuson's boss, Mr. Haas himself, so he said that he's depressed by his team's gap to the top teams. In that case, Mr. Haas, I think you're probably going to be depressed for a while to come. <laughs> and I'm just, dip- uh, I'm imagining how depressed the guys at McLaren are. <laughs> Ouch. So, Gene Haas also said that the midfield battle is hard to predict. And I really wonder what that means. Because at this moment, Force India seems to be winning this battle hands down. In fact, I just remembered what Carlos Sainz said. And he said that, you know, we need uh, a field where more than half the field has the performance to fight for podiums. And he's echoing a sentiment that every Formula One fan has had for decades now. We said it on our podcast like a whole (laughs) bunch of times. I told you, Carlos Sainz is a really good guy. Good driver plus a sound head. And that's why I really like him. And clearly he listens to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but back to Kevin Magnuson. So, Mr. Magnuson, you can focus all you want on your racing and you should. But as long as you remember to focus on your words before you actually speak. Because let's remember, Formula One is working hard to attract the younger and let me tell you, impressionable I think the so-called impressionable audiences will relate to Kevin's messages far better than all that confusing technology we now have in our (laughs) F1 cars. Anyway. (laughs) And if they find our tech so confusing, they'll just probably head to following Formula E. Because uh, funnily, the way I see it, Formula 1 and Formula E are claiming that they do not want to go down the other's route. And quite frankly, I see them merging at some point. So more of Formula One turning towards Formula E than the other way around. And I'm curious to see how this is going to pan out in the years to come. I also think that the other way Formula One could go is that of closed cockpits. The halo is actually a step in that direction. So basically, Formula One could go the WEC way too. (laughs) Who knows? This is possibly their attempt to keep Fernando Alonso in Formula One. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, here's the strange thing. So Formula E has found more interest in manufacturers than with the fans, clearly, because we don't have a Formula E podcast yet. (laughs) (laughs) And Mercedes and Porsche have closed down to very respectable motorsport programs to come back and, or not to come back, but to join Formula E. And Ferrari have said that they could be interested in Formula E too. You know, the funny thing about Ferrari's interest in Formula E is that I don't think Formula E has any more slots available. (laughs) But when Ferrari comes calling, you expand your grids and that's what I think Formula E is going to end up doing as well. But what's going to be interesting for me to see is if Ferrari will seek a historic bonus from Formula E too. Let's wait and watch. Very importantly, if Formula One believes that they can just put on an electric motor on their cars and turn the sport into Formula E, I think they're like highly mistaken. I really like how Formula E brings the races to the cities. Basically, they're bringing the sport to the fans. And it's far more affordable. Uh, Also, at the moment, they've got more car manufacturers and actually have got manufacturers that we otherwise follow and drive for in life or or cars we drive off in in life. Yeah, I think the only coup that Formula E now needs to pull off is hiring a big name from Formula One. I feel it might just be Felipe Massa or Jensen Button or, you know, Kimi Raikkonen in a couple (laughs) of seasons. I think that will bring the sport a lot of attention from Formula One fans like us. 
And uh, the one thing that's also caught my attention that was also in the last race of Formula E was that they actually used young racers instead of grid girls on the grid. And that was just so cool. It's a bit like football, right? Where those young guys walk into the field with the players. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it takes me back in memory, Kunal, when there were grid boys in Monaco. We need that more often. <laughs> well, my most recent memory of Monaco is how Mercedes have been the force to beat after their slump at this year's Monaco Grand Prix. Oh yeah, so before we end the Formula E talk, there's a rumor, a rumor that Nico Rosberg could be the team boss of Mercedes's Formula E team. That's a crazy rumor. <laughs> Basically, Nico Rosberg could go to the Toto Wolf way. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so now we're going to talk about my favorite part of this episode and I'm going to call it I know what you're doing this summer. <laughs> so this is damn funny. A bear visited Lewis Hamilton's home. Can you imagine that? <laughs> I really hope that his championship of hopes remain bullish, though. <laughs> Interesting play of words. <laughs> yeah, uh, Lewis has been doing a lot of partying and he's been driving some really mean machines. And I think he was on a yacht in the West Indies or something. <laughs> in fact, uh, the mean machines that you mentioned, I think some of them were Honda machines, but not the Formula One stuff. Of course not. <laughs> they're, they're not mean yet. <laughs> Fernando Alonso, he launched his line of clothing. It's called Kimoa. I'm, I'm surprised. <laughs> well, yet another driver who also launched his own apparel wear was Mark Webber. And uh, I wondered if uh, the tagline for Webber's brand would probably be something like, for those who feel like a number two. <laughs> <laughs> and I see Kiri Raikkonen there going to buy his number two t-shirt. <laughs> anyway, Julian Palmer, he's finally doing something cool in life. Anyway, he climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. And that's something, Kunal. I just remembered from Hungary, you know, that message, Julian is slower than you. Uh, that was the message to Hulkenberg. It's the opposite of Nico is faster than you. <laughs> I absolutely loved it, Renault. <laughs> Great sense of humor. And uh, since you mentioned Kimi Raikkonen, uh, Raikkonen said that uh, who needs a vacation when you are going to be at home or something like that, which probably means that he was busy playing daddy. So cute. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm actually annoyed with Kimi Raikkonen because in Hungary, he took away my joy of learning some Finnish while he was on the podium. <laughs> he just refused and he said, no, I can speak in English because the Finnish fans can understand That's English. That's awesome, right? We had like a Kimi Raikkonen moment right there. <laughs> I mean, you're just obsessed with these Formula One drivers who know multiple languages. I've heard you secretly practice your Italian, hoping to hack through those Ferrari radio <laughs> messages. Oh, I'm now trying to learn Norwegian, by the way. And... Which reminds me, I'm missing Nico Rosberg. I don't know what he's of up to. Of course you are. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from the rumors that he might be Formula E-ing, I don't know. <laughs> Danny Kivan put a video up of him boxing. He's so, practicing his moves <laughs> for Max Verstappen. I don't know, all those guys he's pissed off on the grid. <laughs> he actually scored just eight championship points in the last 12 months, but has earned 10 penalty points. So not the right kind of earnings that he's had. <laughs> Even then, if I were Red Bull Racing, I would be thinking twice about approaching him for contract discussions. Because, you know, if he wanted to drive into me, there's a very good chance that he could box me. <laughs> I'm just imagining the, um, you know, the Toro Rosso uh, radio message saying, box, Kivat, box, 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 you know, and he'll be like, okay, <laughs> on it. 
<laughs> anyway, finally, Sergio Perez is engaged to his girlfriend. Congratulations! You must be heartbroken. <laughs> no, I'm okay. <laughs> I think he now needs to further his engagement with Force India or someone else. Though I really feel that it's going to be Force India because if it's not, I'll be heartbroken. <laughs> Unless something really, really dramatic happens, in which case, yay for the sport. <laughs> <laughs> I actually wish for something dramatic to happen for Paul Resta. And hope that he makes it back into Formula One in 2018. And uh, Williams is keen to consider him for next season, is what I've been reading. Should Massa decide to retire for the second time in succession? <laughs> <laughs> so Williams needs an older driver for their drink sponsor, Martini. So Diresta could actually make the cut to at least age-wise, if not speed-wise. Um, then again, there's always Felipe Massa. <laughs> And uh, frankly, I'd still love to see Felipe Massa continue. And uh, I also feel that Lance Stroll has probably paid enough mon- money to continue next season as well. So there has to be something dramatic if Paul Deresta has to make it back into Formula One. But hey, Deresta is such a super sub. So he substituted for Brundle on TV, and then he next race substituted for Massa in the cockpit. That's amazing. I almost thought that he would interview himself after the race. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, that was Brian Young's tweet. Thank you, Brian. Hilarious. <laughs> we love it. But I loved Kimi Raikkonen's uh, radio message for Paul Deresta, and he apparently wants Paul Deresta to stick to his TV gig. I wonder if Kimi Raikkonen ever thought of having his own TV show. <laughs> I would tune in for sure. <laughs> but interestingly enough, six out of ten teams do not have a reserve driver. So. You know, if multiple teams end up having a need for a reserve driver at different points of time in the season, Paul Deresta could be driving for a variety of teams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, the next time you call in sick on the podcast or something, I'm going to call him up. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he could be the only driver driving for multiple cockpits at any point of time. They could be available. And yeah, that's a whacked out <laughs> thought. <laughs> I'll tell you what else could be a whacked out thought though. Three car teams in Formula One. I can't imagine that talents like Paul Resta and I will bring back Adrian Sutil as well. Pastor Maldonado? <laughs> oh no, maybe not him. Anyway, aren't getting a chance in Formula One. I think these boys really deserve a ride as well. Excitingly, I think the silly season is going to get even sillier as the second half of the season unfolds. And like you said before, Kunal, I think Felipe Massa could hold the key to the movements this season. Yes, uh, I also read that Stroll, or rather Lance Stroll's money, could join the silly season as well. <laughs> If it hasn't already, and of course, all eyes on Fernando Alonso. <laughs> <laughs> you know, although speaking of the engines, all options seem to have run out for McLaren, so there's a very slim chance that it won't be Honda. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, and this then, of course, brings us to our favorite McLaren Honda Alonso section. Honda have claimed that they are now finally at their pre-season target of 2017, some eight months later. Hey, they never claim to be fast. <laughs> <laughs> they also claim that they plan to overtake Renault before the end of the season, and since they are eight months off, I think that overtaking of Renault might just happen in May 2018 or something. <laughs> And the latest update is that after Sauber, Toro Rosso have decided not to opt for Honda Power next season. So both Sauber and Toro Rosso might not be showing speed, but they are showing IQ. Well done, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Which basically means that Renault's supply is maxed out as well, and McLaren will be stuck with Honda's power units and what a hundred odd million dollars. <laughs> 
that's actually a strange deal to walk out of or to be stuck with i would say yeah <laughs> i really wonder what mclaren's been on in the last few weeks because they've actively proposed a race in walking and they worked on something called the walking international circuit guys focus your energies on the car not the circuit <laughs> you should be working and not walking <laughs> <laughs> and uh, maybe after hearing this whole walking race idea is when alonso decided to spread the u- spread the rumor of him missing the singapore grand prix for yet another indy car racing opportunity <laughs> i think he just doesn't like the street races you know first monaco and now singapore <laughs> yeah and in fact if he does skip singapore i wonder who mclaren will put in the car it might just well be paul de resta Um, <laughs> because because we know that Jensen Button has anyway bid his final goodbye to the sport, and even if Button comes back, he would have a lot of penalties to serve. So there'll That's be not a very welcoming comeback for sure. <laughs> but but look at it this way: McLaren will already have penalties, to which Jensen will then add his penalties. So <laughs> <laughs> I think this is also the time when nothing seems to be going right for McLaren. So in their latest photo shoot of the McLaren F1 car, the left rear tire was mounted incorrectly. Ouch. Oh. <laughs> and their sponsor Shandin, which was also Formula 1's official podium drink sponsor, have given up hopes of being on the podium. So like team like sponsor maybe because Formula 1 now has a new sponsor that's been signed on called Carbon. That's a funny name. <laughs> anyway, you know, Kunal. Somehow, nothing seems to now make the cut for me after you know the mum champagne that we used to see <laughs> on the podium. Yes, thank you so much for tuning in, guys. We will be back next week, just before the Belgian Grand Prix, because we absolutely love the Spa-Francorchamps circuit, and hopefully someday we will be reporting live from trackside. See you next week. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. Is that Shakespeare? Nope, it's Geico. Ah,、uh, yeah, 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 that's Shakespeare from one of his unpublished works. Oh, it be not for awakening. Nay, giveth thou the berries. For fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. Nope, it's from Geico because they help save people money. Well, I hate to break it to you, but Geico got it from Shakespeare. Geico, fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more.